Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It's time to reconnect with tennis paradise in the California desert. And we have plenty of big stars and high stakes action on day four of the BNP Paribas Open. No risk, no reward was the motto Friday as Allison Risk roared back from a huge deficit to pull off the biggest comeback of the year. Plus, with Rafa Nadal now standing alone above his greatest rivals, John Wertheim delves into his resilience in today's edition of Unstrung. And the most dynamic of all tennis duos, Mike and Bob Bryan, join us in studio before they call some matches. All those stories and much, much more on this desert edition of Tennis Channel Live. It is day four in Tennis Paradise. Welcome to TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open, our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in Indian Wells. They call it the Tennis Garden. And on the tournament's first Saturday, the lineup is flourishing with some big names. Our featured matches, including Daniil Medvedev, playing for the first time as a world number one. We've got the second showdown between Rafa Nadal and Sevi Korda. Women's defending champ Paula Bedosa takes the court. Plus Jack Sock, Stefano Tsitsipas, Naomi Osaka, and much, much more. And a bunch of these players already hitting the practice court to get ready. Medvedev is first up. The first man outside the big four to hold the top ranking since Andy Roddick nearly 20 years ago. But to keep it, he must reach at least the quarterfinals, something he's never done in the desert. Naomi Osaka has won it all here. Her first career title came at Indian Wells. She came back from a set down to beat Sloane Stephens in the first round and is the most dangerous floater in the women's draw. How about Rafa Nadal taking the court for the first time to face a familiar face? He practiced with Seb Korda before the tournament started and will look to keep his perfect season going in a place where he has won three titles. Looking forward to seeing Rafa today as we bring you inside Stadium One. You see the logo, and you're about to see the faces of Chanda Rubin and Paul Anacone. Welcome on to the PNP Paribas Desk, Steve Weissman, alongside my Grand Slam champion cohorts. And we have some breaking news to start the show. We just saw Rafa Nadal. We know he's playing Seb Korda today here at Indian Wells, but... He just pulled out of Miami, will not be playing there. Said before the tournament, he is still battling that foot injury. It's something that he cannot fix, and it's something that he needs to manage, Paul. So now we see he's pulled out of Miami. And not a big shock. Um, you think of the great start to the year that Rafa has had at 15-0. and 0. You know, it's so important at this stage of his career um, to make sure your schedule is is really smart. The only thing that's really shocking is kind of the timing, right? He's playing second on today, so it's a little bit alarming. Um, he mentioned the management of his foot uh, in the last couple of days, but there is no big surprise there. This is something he's going to deal with, and as he's getting older, he's going to have to be really smart about it. 
Yeah, I think maybe a little surprising that he wouldn't have waited until he at least played a match here to kind of see how it feels. But if it's something that he's been dealing with, as Rafa Nadal has talked about um, a good bit, something he understands, kind of how it needs to feel, how he has to manage it for weeks primarily, you know, back-to-back tennis if he does well here and then goes into Miami, you would imagine would be a little too much if he's starting to feel it a bit. So, as Paul said, not too surprising, uh, but maybe just the timing of it, you know, not waiting at least until the end of today. (laughs) Does it concern you for his match today? Not really. Um, I I think it's probably precautionary. Um, He, you know, look, all all the great players – put things as close to the vest as possible so I'm not so shocked but you know what in a few hours I'll tell you how (laughs) How concerned you are (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get you caught up on the action from yesterday Rafa playing second on today against Sebastian Corda but last night Coco Golf playing fellow American Claire Liu with a win Coco would get to hold her 18th birthday party in Tennis Paradise on Sunday, Chanda. Yeah, she got off to a terrific start. Goff did. She was focused, intense. Her parents were intense as well um, and and got that first set tucked away. But Claire Liu has been a terrific junior, a world number one in juniors as well. And she didn't go away. Credit to her. She started hitting bigger, going toe-to-toe with Goff from the ground. And Goff had to raise her level at times. Shots like that from Claire Liu really important. Impressive stuff from the junior Wimbledon champion, but golf showing her poise. She has more experience in these big matches. And down the stretch in the tiebreak, golf was hitting out on the forehand, used her serve beautifully, and that really came through. The confidence that golf has in those weapons was able to outlast Claire Liu, a big first-round win for her. So for the second straight year, into round three, and talks about her next opponent, Simona Hallam. I mean, a lot has changed, obviously, ranking. I think I'm ranked higher than her, so that's a difference, even though I, I don't think ranking really matters, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think it's just a number, but, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting match. I definitely feel like I have a lot more experience now, um, and, yeah, I think it'll be a good match, and hopefully I can pull it out. I like to hear that she doesn't think rankings matter, Paul. I know you're a process guy. What impressed you about her win over Claire Lou? Well, first of all, I love that that comment about yep. a, a teenager still saying that it's just a number, and and that's great. Um, what impressed my uh, viewing so much was the second set where there was some adversity. Right, Claire Lou started playing some really good tennis, broke her for all, served for that second set, and, and Coco just started to buckle down. And like Chanda said, really showed some clear confidence in the forehand and serve. At the end, where the two areas historically that we talk about can once in a while go a little wayward, but she did a great job under pressure and weathered the storm uh, for Claire Lou. And it's great to see Claire Lou playing some good tennis. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for Coco Golf, you think about all these matches. She's not even 18 just yet, but always the favorite. So much pressure on her. She's playing under that match in and match out. And I was impressed with the way she continued to hit through on important points. She found that belief, that little extra belief that is an advantage for her um, with the pedigree she has. This will be another test uh, for Coco Golf. But nice to see that type of approach and that type of attitude from her. Going to be a big test against Simona Halep. We'll see if Coco will be celebrating that birthday on court. We know she'll be celebrating off court. Happy early birthday, Coco. Another teenager in action last night, Emma Raducanu. 
The reigning U.S. Open champ looking for her second win of the season against former top five player Caroline Garcia, Chanda. Yeah, and, and this was another kind of important match for Emma Raducanu, just in terms of her growth, trying to approach it in a positive way, make the right moves on court, and she did that in the first set. She was aggressive, stepping inside the baseline, kind of taking uh, the play to Caroline Garcia, but Garcia has been playing well of late, and she fought back in that second set, showing some good hands, good movement around the midcourt area and the net. Uh, but in the third, Emma Raducanu found her serve again. She did not win a point off her second serve in the second set, but in the third, got more aggressive behind that shot, got a few free points, and gained additional confidence by getting through a tough opponent, an inform opponent, and Caroline Garcia gets through pretty handily in the third. The 11 seed playing in just her 11th WTA main draw match gets her first career win at Indian Wells. And Paul, the comeback of the day, the comeback of the year goes to Ali Risk. She dropped, get this, the first nine games of the match. What happened here? Well, this is a great example of why that cliche, you play point for point, really matters. Look at this score line right there. Muguruza takes it to 6-0-3-0. Folks, that's 9-0. Uh, that's 39 points to 18. That is not how Ali Risk wanted to start. But give her credit. Took some deep breaths. Hung in there. And what happened next? She started to play more offensive tennis. Had to play defense a few times. It is so rare when you see Garbina Muguruza or any great player have a slip up like this. It's really tricky. I'll tell you what. A lot of credit to Ali Risk. She wins six games in a row to steal that second set and here we go beginning of the third what happens Ali Riss says here I come I got my confidence I am here to play love the approach up the middle no angle good volley and that takes it to 3-1 Steve I, I was just scratching my head 12 out of 13 games after being down 6-0-3-0 the delayed bagel breadstick she told us about it in studio after the match what was going through her head at love nine there was so much going on in my head, which I think was probably half the problem. I was just absolutely mortified at my performance. And I was like, people paid to come and watch this. So honestly, I knew that if I could get back, win a couple games, if I could get it to 3-2, I honestly had a really good feeling about it. I played her multiple times before. And, um, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to put a ball in the court. So just, just getting kind of into the match, getting my first serve percentage up, I'm looking to start points maybe through the middle a little bit more, give myself a little bit more room. But God, I can't even believe I'm sitting here right now. So it was it was unbelievably special in many different ways. Into the third round here at Indian Wells for the first time in her career. First top 10 win in three years as well for Allie Risk. Chanda, you called this. We were in the green room. It, w it was six love, three love. And you were like, it's not over. And as somebody who has come back from love five, love 40, and won a match, you know better than anyone it's not over till it's over. Yeah, it's never over until the last ball is clear. And especially for somebody like Ali Risk, who competes so well. You know, she's a player that can mix it up. She can go to a plan B out there in court, which she did. And once she started holding serve, got herself a little bit of confidence, things turned around. And Muguruza kind of went in the opposite direction. So tennis is about momentum, Steve. And we see it so often how things can change very quickly. You just have, you just have to keep that belief. And and Allie Risk was able to do that. Chanda, you're so humble. Who was the, you know, who was your victim? 
5-0 Love 40. Well, I was playing against uh, the great Yana Novotna. Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was it was incredible. On stadium court, you kind of, as Ali said there, you're kind of embarrassed when you lose that many games in a row. You're like, what happened? Uh, and it's not easy to kind of change your thinking around, but she was able to do that beautifully. Yeah, and, and that's why we talk about so much in the studio. You just play every point. And that's why when you see great players like Serena Williams and Rafa Nadal, who all that matters is the next point. You just play, you play, because you you never know what can happen. And it was so uh, enlightening to hear Allie saying, I was embarrassed. <laughs> People paid to watch me play, and yet she regrouped and got back to what she does well. So really a good lesson for everybody. Third straight win for Ali Risk against Garbina Muguruza. So impressive stuff for the American. On the men's side, another American in action as Tommy Paul took the court yesterday, comes in at a career high, but says the number next to his name doesn't add any value to himself. What does add value, Chanda, is another victory. It does. He is valuable on his own without the ranking, but he brought some real value to this match. Got the break uh, there in the first set and just kept pushing forward, didn't back off, and that's been a, a real part of the Tommy Paul game of late. Got that first set tucked away, and in the second, again, the focus, the understanding of how to play, how to stretch leads, these break opportunities. Paul able to capitalize with the big forehand, kept hitting out on his shots, using the forehand to control the middle, and a terrific win for him. Straight sets against a tricky guy in Kukushkin. Sets up a third-round match with Alexander Zverev. Who, by the way, Tommy Paul beat in Acapulco. They're only meeting two years ago. How about Andy Murray facing Taro Daniel for the third time already this year? Would need a big comeback for a major milestone, Paul. I'll tell you what, Taro Daniel did some tremendous stuff in the first set. How about the covering of the line to go up 4-1 in the first? But what does the great Andy Murray do? Absolutely nothing. Digs in, doesn't panic, and just plays point for point like we just mentioned, which is so important. And there's the momentum change right there. 2-0 to 5-0. Andy Murray with a little bit of scramble, a little bit of defense, a little bit of offense. And then watch the get here to nudge this last shot past Taro Daniel. Andy is pumped. So are the crowds. And it was a 6-2 second set. Third set, Murray's down 3-1. Gets to 3-2, breaks back. And I'll tell you what, he was so motivated. Saves break point there off a second serve miss hit at 4-4. And after getting away with losing two match points on the third one, there's the miss hit. And it was a happy Andy Murray for number 700. Joked after the match, I'm so old now, these 11 a.m. starts, it, it takes a bit of time to get me going. But <laughs> once he did, you see the energy there and what it means for number 700. Told us after the match, he's well aware of this type of accomplishment. Wants to get to 800, wants 50 titles. But look at this exclusive club. Fitting that the big four all represented and the only active players to get past the velvet rope into the 700 club. Chanda, what... what kind of perspective can you give to a number like this? Uh, I mean, you, you think about the number of matches that, you know, a player can play over the course of their career and certainly Andy Murray getting to a lot of you know, the later rounds and finals playing for titles. He's had the opportunity to play a lot more, but 700 is huge no matter how you look at it and especially considering the injuries uh, that he's had. I mean, one career threatening, didn't know if he would even be able to get back out there uh, fully healthy and the fact that he's playing this kind of tennis, moving so well, getting to 700 
it has got to be even sweeter for him. Yeah, it's so interesting to talk to these great players at latter stages of their career. We were so lucky to have Andy in here yesterday with 46 titles under his belt. He talked about still having these micro goals to keep going. He wants to play, wants to compete. And you see the competitive fire within him. And to see him go through all the adversity that you mentioned, Chanda, all the injuries, and still want to be out on the court in pain, finding ways to enjoy it and improve and to test himself is really a tremendous testimony to who he is. And I'm just hoping he stays healthy. I want to see more of it. Oh, yeah. He's going to be adding Yvonne Lendl to his team. They're going to Orlando for a little training block. So big things still to come for Andy Murray and a lot still to come here on TC Live. we got the Bryan brothers. They had a concert out here yesterday. They'll be rocking with us right here on the BNP Paribas desk later on TC Live. Plus... Iga Sviantek making a quick change to win her match. You don't want to miss the DraftKings Daily Special Parlay. And the selfie queen herself is back, spreading smiles in the desert. But first, Rafa Nadal currently wears the men's major crown after taking his 21st Grand Slam in Australia. Our experts on how he's off to his best start at age 35. TC Live is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can bet $1 and win $100 if any point is won. Not in a sportsbook state? Download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use code POINT when you sign up. And by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And Flonase Allergy Relief. Spraying Flonase daily stops your body from overreacting to allergens all season long. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda, Paul, and Steve back on TC Live. We've got multi-network coverage of Indian Wells beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern today. Leif Shiras and Jen Michael Gamble have the call of Carlos Alcaraz and Mackie McDonald, followed by Riley Opelka and Lorenzo Musetti. T2 coverage for our Samsung TV owners continues until 9 p.m. Eastern. And a reminder, Tennis.com, your home for all the scores and information throughout the week here at Indian Wells right now. Stephanie Lividay writes how Paula Bedosa is keeping her stress down as the defending champ. For more stress-free vibes, here's Bedosa on our warm and fuzzy set with Lolo Jones. Yeah. What's one tip you could give someone to be mentally stronger? I try always to have a positive attitude, and uh, I think that when you have a problem, uh, the 10% is the problem, and the 90% is how to, you react to it. Mm. So um, I try to... Um, take the problems as uh, positive things and to grow as a person. So, uh, And I think how you react to the problems is uh, it's like the key. So that's a big change that I've, di- that I've done uh, this year, and that's why I think that my tennis and everything, it's um, progressing, and every day, every day I'm a better person and a better tennis player. Love that. You can find all the warm and fuzzies 
on the Tennis Channel app, tennischannel.com. Lolo Jones, Michael Costa doing a fantastic job with those. We are leading up to the top of the hour, about 40 minutes away from first ball on day four, world number one. Daniil Medvedev taking on Tomas Mahach. We'll be right back. Welcome back. When Rafa Nadal got to the desert, he posted a video on Instagram with the caption, Seriously, what is this place? Heaven and paradise. But seriously, who is this man? Off to a career best start, battling an injury he cannot fix. John Wertheim has more. We had been warned for years, going back more than a decade. Rafael Nadal was not long for tennis. Too physical a style, too grinding a game, too intense a belief system. Every point he played was just adding wear and tear to that body. He wasn't going to fade away, he was going to collapse. Enjoy him while you can, folks. A 21st Grand Slam singles title. Here we are in 2022, and here he is. He's had his share of injuries and close calls for sure. But today, closer in age to 40 than to 30, he's still going strong. Like a cowboy high in the saddle, he rides into the desert, this tournament's biggest attraction. He's won this event three times in the past. He won the previous major, his 21st, vaulting him into the lead in the all-time men's race. His popularity has never been higher. Vamos indeed. Now that gambling is no longer taboo in sports, we can put it like this. Imagine a prop bet from a few years ago that said, among Federer, Serena Williams, Djokovic, and Nadal, in 2022, which one would be the star attraction at the BNP Paribas Open? What kind of odds could you have gotten for picking Nadal? Wasn't he the guy who wasn't built to last? Yet, at age 40, Roger pales. At age 40, Serena is clearly winding down as well, saving herself for a push at that elusive 24th major. And Djokovic is, well, let's save that discussion for another day. For this day, let's talk about Nadal, who has figured out his body, when to rest and recover and rehab, when to push and to bottle back. All hail Nadal, and all hail tennis's knack for putting the equivalent of sidespin on its storylines, those unlikely twists and turns. John Wertheim reporting. Thank you very much. This is the list we've been talking about for decades. All-time major title leaders on the men's side, and look who's on top. 21 for Rafael Nadal. Getting his second Australian Open title this year, Federer, Djokovic at 20. By the way, if Rafa wins Indian Wells for a fourth time, he will tie Djokovic for the most Masters 1000 titles at 37. So we're talking GOAT conversation. Rafa, once again, just shooting to the top. We never know with these players how it's going to end up, but we did find out today that Nadal has pulled out of Miami, so he will not be playing the Miami Open after Indian Wells. Obviously, he plays second on today against Seb Korda. Getting to a 15-0 start while still Chanda managing an injury, he says, he cannot fix. 
No, it has continued to be more and more impressive for my friend Dahl. And just hearing that he has been managing this injury, he took the time off at the end of last year, kind of shut the year down early because of the foot um, injury, and he stated multiple times that it can't get any better. He's just got to manage it. He's got to play with pain. And if that's what playing with pain looks like, I I mean, I need to learn a few things. It has been (laughs) unbelievable winning a record 21 major titles in Australia. And not just the fact that he won the title, but how he played. I mean, how he got through some of these tight situations, his tennis IQ, the physicality of his game. There's so much to continue to be impressed with uh, with regard to Rafa Nadal. And just wonder, I mean, is he going to play forever? Is, can he play forever, Paul? Well, I, mean, I always say no one beats father time. I'm not so <laughs> sure anymore. I mean, you, you think about what Rafa has done, particularly in this year, right? Three tournaments, three titles, all on hard courts. And some of the some of the way he's done it has been amazing. Just snuck out of a match against Shapovalov, where he was kind of out and about in five sets, and then down two sets to love against Medvedev in the finals. To see him think his way through and trust what he knows best to get out of those situations and then come back and win again uh, in Mexico is just miraculous. I think the thing that he's so smart about now is understanding where he is, understanding why he's playing, and really coming to grips with how he has to schedule himself to prioritize what he wants to do for a longer period of time. It's not going to be great for us fans all the time because he's probably going to play less, but hopefully that means he's going to play longer and play better. So we need to just grasp on to that. Daniil Medvedev, the world number one, but Rafa Nadal, the best player right now in men's tennis. He has beaten Medvedev twice already this year. Get Seb Korda later today. Uh, before they played each other, Roland Garros in 2020, Seb told me he named his cat Rafa because he <laughs> loves Nadal so much. Two years later, Chanda, Korda uh, has grown into a big cat. Can he take down the Tiger King today? Yeah, I think he's he's grown and matured, Seb Korda, and that's going to be important going out against uh, Rafa Nadal. Stepping out into the court, he's got to believe he can win that match uh, instead of playing Nadal at the French Open, which is a tough task for anyone. And also for Korda, probably a little you know starstruck at the time. It was a very routine three-set loss for him. Things are different. He's a different player. He understands his game a bit better. He's got a little bit more confidence. It's still going to be a tall order for him. Uh, in you know these conditions to get through Nadal, who has been so successful here in Indian Wells. But you give Korda a little bit of a better shot, and especially getting through that first match, his first win here at Indian Wells, he's playing with a little bit more confidence on top of it. Yeah, and the big thing is that Seb is a different player, right? She had to mention that. And, and the thing that Seb really has to do today is embrace the fact that you're probably going to lose serve some. The big question is, how do I pressure Rafa Nadal's serve? If he does that early, he's got a chance to give himself opportunities. All right, once again, Rafa Nadal out of Miami, but he is here with us at Indian Wells, and we are grateful for it. Second on Stadium One today. When we come back on TC Live, two-time winners here in the desert. There's two of them. The Bryan brothers are joining us on the big desk. There they are getting ready to go, learning from the great Chanda Rubin. What are we going to say to Paul and Steve? Hmm. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back on TC Live, our featured matches, including Daniil Medvedev, playing for the very first time as a world number one. We've got the second showdown between Rafa Nadal and Sebi Korda. Women's defending champ Paula Bedosa, plus Jack Sox, Stefano Tsitsipas, Naomi Osaka, and more. But first, a dynamic duo. An absolute masterpiece match by Mike and Bob Ryan. These great twins from Camarillo, they are the greatest doubles team of all time. They have done so much for doubles. Their enthusiasm for the game is so compelling. It's really great to watch. The Bryans, Kings of New York. And guess who we got on the set? We've got Bob. We've got Mike. The Brian Bros are here on TC Live. Steve Weissman, Paul Anacone. This is one of my favorite days. It's so special to get to speak to you all and have you all with us here on Tennis Channel. We had you here in October. It's great to have you back. Uh, What have you been up to since then? Been doing a lot of stuff with the family. You know, my kids are now playing tennis, so I'm kind of full on into that. After school, Michaela's in a tournament right now playing as we speak. Are you a crazy tennis dad? I just want to know. I go, Michelle watches the matches. I go to Starbucks. Uh, there you go. Um, Good choice. No, I get super nervous. You know, just do it over again is, is kind of tough. You know, we went through the fire of junior tennis and this whole craziness. And now to do it again for the second time early in retirement is a little bit, uh, plays with the mind a little bit. Mike, what have you been up to? I got a two-year-old still changing diapers. Um, he's hitting balloons around. <laughs> he's starting to play. Okay. I, I want him to, to play this great game of, uh, of tennis and you know, hopefully uh, we're learning about singles now that we're commentating. So maybe you'll be a singles player. Are you, are you yeah. coaching Mike with the diaper stuff? How does that, or do you just, because um, you're the veteran or? Yeah, I'm a veteran. I watched a lot of YouTube videos right before Michaela was born. So yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. I mean, okay, good. With good the girl, job. it's a little tougher on the wipe. But uh, the guys, you just do whatever, whatever. <laughs> All right, listen, we got to get some tennis stuff done. I want to ask yeah. you guys, we had Andy Murray in here. I got to ask you, Bob, especially about Andy. Look, 700th win. Uh, the All the stuff that's gone through with his hip you can relate to. I know you guys spent a lot of time talking. Are you surprised at all? And uh, what do you think uh, he needs to do to kind of stretch out the longevity so he can play at a high level for a long period of time? Yeah, I mean, the hip is holding up great. He's not making excuses anymore for his body. I think he's done with that. He just wants to play better tennis, which he's doing. He, he showed that a little bit yesterday. You know, he fought from down. He, he showed defense. He showed offense. Um, his serve started getting going. I know he lost serve a bunch of times there, which you'll be disappointed about, but 700 is a big number. I mean, he keeps the bar real high for himself, so he's probably thinking about that he should have 800 or 900, but, you know, Andy could play two, three, four more years. I know he's going to have another good win, uh, run at Wimbledon. He's got Yvonne Lindell on his team now, which he's comfortable with him. Yvonne believes in him, and, and that's a, a big thing for Andy. Yeah, it's, it's been so much fun to watch. And, and since, you guys, since you guys are now veterans in the box and the analyst yeah. positions, Mike, I want to ask you this. What do you make of Medvedev? You guys are going to get to see him today. I, I, when I watch him still at 6'6", I'm like, wait, at 6'6", you shouldn't be able to play like that. Yeah. You're backed way up. You play defense. What do you make of how he plays, and why is he so successful? Yeah, he doesn't fit the mold of a top number one in the world player. Um, Ten years ago, if you asked coaches who would be the perfect player body type, you coach Pete Sampras, 6'1", 
kind of a little stocky, strong, powerful, but he moves so well for a big guy, and he's unorthodox, hits the ball different. You know, I don't know if I'd coach my son Jake to hit a foreign like him, but uh, it, when he makes contact, he gets a lot of depth. He goes through the ball, and uh, he's fun to watch. No one really has a game plan for him. He's kind of a nightmare um, for, for opponents. Yeah, what would you do, Bob, if you played him? What's, what's the scouting report, and what do you think people are missing against him that they could do to make him a little That's more That's why I'm looking forward to, to watching him today because it is a mystery to a lot of guys. He stands so far back. I know we saw Nadal do that. Uh, in the middle of his career. Now Medvedev's employing the same tactic. So the big servers are scratching their heads against where to serve. You know, you, you kind of, when guys are so far back, you lose the visual of where to hit the aces. And then he covers the court well. He, he's almost tempting you to come the net because he's a great counter puncher, good passing shots. But like Mike said, the forehand's weird. You know, it's, a, <laughs> it's very weird. And then the backhand, you teach a lot of players to brush up the back of the ball. He doesn't. He comes at it from a kind of an underspin angle and hits it so flat. So uh, it's a strange, strange player, but I'm happy to see him get to number one. I'm glad it's not me just scratching my <laughs> yeah. head in the booth. And that's Gosh. why he got to number one, because nobody can figure it out, and nobody could figure out the Bryan brothers when they were playing, <laughs> the greatest doubles team of all time. Got to talk some dubs with you all. Yeah. How about Jack Sock teaming up with John Isner, taking out the top seeds yesterday, and then, of course, we'll get, get your thoughts on that, and Kyrgios Kokonakis winning the Australian Open. So we've got some exciting new teams out there. Yeah, this is the toughest draw in doubles. You've got all, all the singles guys coming into the draw. You see Sisner taking out the number one seeds, Olympic gold medalists, <laughs> Wimbledon champs. They're not fun to play. We played them in the final here, here, here a few years ago. John's unbreakable, and then Jack does a lot. He's uh, all his intangibles. He can just steal points. You can see how fired they are, they are to, up to win that, that match. It was a huge crowd out there on that court two. And then um, Kakanakis and Kyrgios, they... Definitely have out chest bumped us the first couple months of the year. Um, they're having fun. You know, these guys, it's not their bread and butter. They got the singles, but they can go out there, have a little fun. Um, if they lose in singles, they can stay longer in the tournament and play some golf on, on the off days. Are you guys surprised at, at all the evolution of doubles? I mean, uh, just at the style of play. I mean, you guys were dominant for so long and so good at what I would categorize traditional doubles. Um, yeah. Are you surprised? And if so, is that more rackets and equipment? Or wh why is there so much more success one up, one back? It, or? Yeah, I think it has to do with two things. In 2005, they changed the rules allowing singles players to get into doubles draws. Before you needed a doubles ranking, so if you're coaching Pete Sampras, he would need a wild card to play doubles. So it was mostly exclusive doubles players who were great volleyers. All the certain volume was happening. Then these guys started coming in, you know, poking in there, you know, picking up the extra check, starting to stay back from the baseline. So you started seeing two types of players, you know, the doubles specialists versus the guys that were ripping off the ground. And then with the poly string coming into play, um, guys are swinging harder. They're just torquing it. They're creating more shape. The ball's just dipping in. So it becomes tougher to hit the first volley off the shoelace. So you've got to make first serves if you're a double specialist. And uh, it's tough playing against a singles guy who's already made a big check in singles. He's out there just smiling, laughing, having fun. He doesn't care if he wins or lose. loses. The doubles guy is trying to pay uh, for his kid to go to school the next week. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing. I think that's why the fans love it, you know, and Jack Sock. Like we said, he's explosive. You know, he can do both because he moves so well. Gets back for the overhead, and 
like Mike said, he's really good in the pickleball skills, you know, the continental grip skills. He can steal points from anywhere. Well, you guys have played so many great doubles. You're playing good triples with uh, Brett Haber in the booth. I wonder, you guys doing any signals in there? How do you not cut each we're, other off? Are there any fisticuffs going on? We're actually sitting next to each other now, um, and we're, we're bumping each okay. other. <laughs> no, <laughs> be careful learned. with the chest bumps in there with all the equipment. But he, he's the best. He's, he's, he's setting us up. He's making us sound good. But uh, Jim Currier is in the house now, right? So Yeah. We're starting to wind down and bringing the big boys in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last year, the, the Andes, Murray and Roddick, were giving you a real hard time texting you stuff yeah. during competition. Is that still happening this year? Or? Yes. You get, you're yes, getting the grief. Is. Good. Okay. What's Andy doing watching so much tennis channel at home? He's, he's, isn't he busy? He's got a few kids. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm blocking him on my phone. Uh, <laughs> Good move. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you all are doing a great job. We love having you. Thanks for joining us on TC Live today. And have Thanks, a great guys. call to the Medvedev match. All right. Appreciate Thanks. it. Bob Ryan, Mike Bryan, joining us here on TC Live today. The Bryan Brothers, most prolific doubles team in the history of our sport. We are leading up to the top of the hour. And Daniil Medvedev playing as a world number one for the very first time. Don't go anywhere. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Anna Cone, Ruben Weissman back on TC Live. Back on March 1st, Harriet Dart lost to a high school sophomore in an ITF event in Arcadia, California. Yesterday, she graduated to a new level against Alina Svitolina, Chanda. Yeah, every day is a new day, and Dart, after losing that first set, got more aggressive, was impressive the way she was just blasting through the ball, keeping Svitolina on her heels often, and also defending when she needed to, getting that match point outlasting Spitalina. Not easy to do. A fantastic win for Dart. Jason Goodall let me know it was the Dotty Party. The Dotty Party. God save the queen. Uh, tough for Alina Spitalina. She has been battling emotions on and off the court. Obviously, her thoughts are with her, her family in Ukraine. Uh, we had Diana Yastremska join us on the desk Thursday. You don't want to miss her story about leaving Ukraine with her 15-year-old sister in the middle of war. Find that full interview on all of Tennis Channel's social media channels. Taking a look at our coverage, of course, throughout the two weeks here at Indian Wells. Paul Chan and myself started off TC Live every day, 1 p.m. Eastern. One-hour show to get you ready for the day session. The night session gets underway at 9 p.m. Eastern. And we've got you covered 24-7. Encore coverage throughout the night leading up to Tennis Channel Live the very next day. Time now for one of our most anticipated segments of the show. It is the DraftKings match preview today we got the youngster superstars canadian layla fernandez against american amanda anasimova to win the match hmm. what do you make of these odds paul uh, first of all i love this match this is going to be so much fun to see these two young superstars play i'm a little surprised that uh Anna Samova is the favorite. I mean, I, I think Amanda's played some tremendous tennis this year. Um, she played unbelievably well against Emma Navarro. I thought in incredibly difficult uh, uh, conditions. Uh, Leila Fernandez, for me, is so much fun to watch. Great feet, great attitude, uh, can use the leftiness. I, I would... 
I'd say it's almost a pick 'em. What do you think, Chanda? I think it could be a little bit of a toss up, but Amanda Anasimova's had the better start to this year. You can say, Paul, you're wrong. That's fine. I mean, Paul, I'm going to kind of disagree with you today. (laughs) No, but I I think it's it's closer, uh, certainly, than, you know, we can maybe truly pick confidently, mm-hmm. but I would give Amanda Anison over the edge. Uh, she's recently played some really good tennis, more confidence back in her game. She has that ability to change direction, to hit through the court, to hit with a little more pace and depth than Layla Fernandez. And if she's attacking returns the way she's been doing, she can put a lot of pressure on the Canadian. So I'm going to give her the slight advantage, but okay. we'll see where they kind of start mentally and emotionally. That's always a good test uh, in these you know, tough Matchups. You agree with DraftKings there. You could you could be, you know, making your own yeah. sports book. I uh, wouldn't go that far, Steve. Or weather app. <laughs> or we- well, that's, you've got that covered on all angles, okay. Paul. I mean, we'll see. It should be interesting because they both have won titles this year, of course. Yeah. The power of Anna Samova, the counterpunching of Fernandez. It's going to be a good one. Looking forward to that. Uh, how about our daily parlay special? Yesterday. Uh-oh. Ah, we almost. No, Man. not really. Andy Andy Murray won, so you know that that didn't work out. Tennis Sandgren got the didn't get enough games, and then Brandon Nakashima, he, he did enough. He was able to get the win, so so that took it, uh, and he won by more than two games, so was able to take it. Uh, let's take a look at our daily special parlay for today. You've got to get all three in order for one hundred dollars to get you five hundred forty dollars. I like this one. They're both all three of these. Getting four and a half games. I think these matches are going to be a lot closer. Chanda, which one of these matches uh, stands out to you? I think the Jack Sox Sitsipas match that stands out. Although the McDonald Alcaraz that could be a little more of a battle from the ground, certainly. But I, I, what does all this mean exactly? Basically, what Steve? it means what are, is what that are they saying there? Alcaraz, Sitsipas, and Rude—they need to win by five games. They need to win like three and four. Okay. In the match. I don't see that happening. Paul, do you see that happening? It's good. Yeah. No. Not yes. All of them, though. I don't see all of them. Yeah, look, I I, I can't wait to watch uh, Chris uh, Eubanks play today. Yeah. I mean, he's on fire. It's a big power game. We know how great Casper Root is, but he's going to give him some space in the court. And Eubanks has that huge serve and forehand. As far as those numbers are concerned, it's always tricky, right? It's just tricky to to manage those gaps, and that's why our friends at DraftKings do it, and I don't. (laughs) They're the the experts. (laughs) With Eubanks' game, plays a lot of tie breaks. Yeah. So even if he doesn't win. I mean, the match is probably going to be close. Jack Sock won 6-1-6-1 in his first round match, playing Stefano Tsitsipas here. That's got to give him a lot of confidence. It does. I think, you know, that has the potential to be a lot closer. I think it could also be a straightforward for Tsitsipas as well. He's just in, in better form. He's had more matches recently under his belt, more wins. Uh, so th- I think that may come into play, but it could be a little bit of a toss-up in terms of the scoreline. I would say the McDonald match as well, McDonald Alcarez, that could go, you know, maybe the distance in terms of, even if it's yeah. two sets, being a tough two-set match. So, yeah, it's a little tough to say three and four games. Chanda walking on the fence, yeah, just like I'm, yours I'm, truly. I like it. $100 like down it. for 540 I'm, I'm taking that one. All right. taking it? Mackie doesn't get crushed. Come on. All right. It's going to okay. be close. Yeah. Hey, I, mean, I like it, Steve. I think he's going to win. I, I'm with uh, you. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Even and when I'm right. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fight, Mackie McDonald. You get out there, you big UCLA Bruin. Remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can bet $1, win 100 if any point is won. Not in a sportsbook state. Download any of the apps. Play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use the code POINT when you sign up. And a reminder, we've got the full 
Tennis Channel Experiencer. You can watch on every single channel as we lead up to first ball. Top of the hour. Back on TC Live, less than 10 minutes away from first ball day four. Match yesterday went the distance. Three seed Iga Sviantek needing a comeback ball against Engelina Kalinina. I'll tell you what, she did a really nice job after struggling in the first set. It was topsy-turvy. She said she didn't change much of her strategy, but she sure did change the wardrobe. And she said that uh, the wind was blowing around her dress and her skirt a bit. Yay, she wanted to feel a little bit uh, more compressed out there. She was compressed with her shots as well as the wardrobe, and she did a great job second and third set, winning 75% of the second serve return points using the power game. And how about the little sliding dink cross court? Iga Sviantek was in terrific form last two sets. Just great to see her competing like this in a scenario it's really tough when you lose the first set okay, like that to Sviantek. keep your composure. But that's what great players do. She's a baller. 15 wins this year. That's the most on the WTA. Sviantek moving on to the next round. How about the American Madison Keys playing Masaki Doi for the eighth time? Get this. Angie Kirby, the only opponent she's faced more. She's lost a couple times to Doi, but this year, Keys is on it. Yeah, and so much of it for Madison is serve and first ball. The big forehand controlling the middle of the court, and she did that beautifully in the first set. But Doi doesn't go away. She's a good competitor. She fights out there, really leaning into some of her shots to control uh, the middle of the court. Keys, the first serve percentage dropped in that second set, and her effectiveness with that shot followed. But right here was a bit of a turnaround in the third set where she was able to get the break and did not look back. Stayed aggressive, kept the confidence, and in the end, outlasting Doi in some key rallies. A fantastic performance for Keys down the stretch. Yeah, late night finish for Maddie Keys, who's able to get it done. It was cold out there. The fans stayed. She loved it. Some other results from American yesterday. Stevie Johnson gets a win. How about Sam Query? Great. Snapping a 10-match losing streak. Hadn't won since Wimbledon last year. Props to Sammy. Yeah, well done, Sam. Terrific to see you get that under your belt and a tough day at the office uh, for Katie Volinets and for Tennis Sandrin. What a battle for Volinets. Still think she should get extra ranking points just because of her name. <laughs> Volinets. It's a good one. Uh, speaking of good ones, Lawanda. Wow. The selfie queen. That's right. The legend of the superfan selfie queen, Lawanda, continues to grow. Players now want to take photos with her, Chanda. Yes, she is the famous one now. And I have to say, Steve, I got one in with her last year. You finally got one in. I finally in got as well. one yesterday. We finally made it happen. I feel like I've made yeah. it as a, as a tennis person. <laughs> there oh, we there's, go. Paul. there's Paul. I had to, I had to stalk I Lawanda. I finally got her to <laughs> agree. My people got in touch with her people. Steve. Steve had a harder negotiation. <laughs> Steve could not get his fee correctly paid for, but he finally did. I paid did. her. I was like, please, <laughs> I'll get go. you an acai bowl from oh, Player Dining. There love it. it. Thank you, Luanda. Love you keep it. that passion out there for us all. Oh, that is fantastic. I think she's gotten a couple with Naomi already, but literally in the locker room, they're, they're saying... Have you gotten a selfie with Lawanda yet? It, no? All right, let's find her. Absolutely. And you've got to take the selfie when she comes <laughs> up and asks you for it. But what a smile Lawanda has. And just that, you know, personality that comes out. It's just so much fun being around her. It really is. Yeah. She, she brings that energy. Loves tennis. Enthusiasm to the game. We love you, Lawanda. Anytime you want a selfie, please. <laughs> we need to get Lawanda on the desk.
Who knows? Huska make it maybe, happen. Maybe a guest spot one of these days. You never know. <laughs> On our regional sports networks and T2 today. Leif Shiras, Jan Michael Gamble on the call for Alcaraz McDonald, followed by Opelka and Musetti. Looking forward to those matchups. We'll get you all set for some other matches today. First Saturday in the desert. We're leading up to first ball. Stay with us. And welcome back to the desert on day four of the BNP Paribas Open. Daniil Medvedev getting ready to take the court for his first match as the top player in all the land. But before we get to that, we've got a hot shot from yesterday. How about the reigning Australian Open doubles champions, Tanasi Kokonakis, Nick Kyrgios, Paul? Never a dull moment with these two. I was with my beautiful bride at Nobu having a dinner, wondering what all the noise was, and I looked down and looked at what I got to see, Steve. I mean, it is never dull with these two. A little magical touch, a little feel, a little shuffle from Nick Kyrgios, and a lot of noise over there, guys. How was the food? How was that miso cod? It was, oh, it was unbelievable. Charge it to the underhills. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. Never, never a better place. My wife put up with me. Good friends, good food, and great tennis. All right, good to have Elizabeth in town. Uh, featured matches today, Daniil Medvedev. Taking the court, Tomas Machac. On the other side, we got Rafa Nadal, Sebi Korda. Can't wait for that one. Bedosa in action. Chris Eubanks going to serve and volley his way potentially to an upset against Casper Ruud. Jack Sox, Stefano Sitsi. But I mean, this, this is a lineup, Chanda. Fantastic day of tennis once again. And, and fitting because it starts the weekend here in tennis How's paradise. Paula going to do, Chanda? I think she'll do well, but th this is an interesting matchup because she has never beaten yeah. this opponent. They have played three times, but I will say, Steve, that those three meetings were all before Badosa became Badosa. <laughs> so, Wait, say that again. <laughs> Badosa. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the confidence, the belief, uh, the understanding she has in her game now, uh, that's definitely going to hold sway. The fact that she's had such success on these courts at Indian Wells, the defending champion, I think all that goes in her her favor, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how she starts in, in this kind of match. I mean, it does make a difference when you know you haven't beaten somebody before. 0-3 oh, against Martinsova, but yeah. now she's Badosa. <laughs> it's, it's a different situation. Exactly. <laughs> the defending chip on the men's side, Cam Norrie, Paul, he's put all the way out on court five. Disrespect. I mean, come on. Disres How do you do that? Disrespect or great field? You tell me. Disrespect. Have a look at that schedule today. I mean, Pedro Martinez is, you know, he's just coming out of the bullpen, changed careers from baseball to tennis, so he can't think he's going to get on the He's a Hall of Famer, and you got a defending champ. Well, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> argument. But when you look at today's schedule, which we will probably show, I'm thinking. No, we did. We showed it. Well, we'll show it more. Okay. It's just going <laughs> to resonate. Now, there's some big names, but come on. He won it, the it, tournament it last year. It is, but who do you move around? See? Someone. Well, it's it's a tough it's tough to be a tournament director. Look at our guys right there. <laughs> Ask and ye shall receive. Who do you move around, Steve? Come on. I mean, we got some hot shots out there, and every court here is like a tennis player's paradise. Mm. So they're all the same size. Last time I checked, lines, all that other stuff. Go out and hit the ball. And I get, I'll tell you what, if Cam Norrie plays like he did last year, he's going to keep winning, and he's going to get plenty of opportunities on that big court. Uh-oh. Daniil Medvedev is uh, in the front of the golf cart. That has been uh, not a good spot to He's be. All the losers setter. have been sitting in that. He's a trendsetter. 
It goes against the grain. Shannon, what do you? I mean, this is dangerous territory. Look, he may be changing the momentum around for those facing forward. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the positive part of this, Steve. Does, uh, it ma- does it matter that they're not back-to-back, Steve, that they're kind of— No, it's always that way. It's angled. I know, but does that help Daniel in breaking the voodoo hex that you're throwing out at him? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, are you sitting facing, facing I, I, forward I, I, or facing I, the okay. back? Okay, I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to be so out of line here. I'm still going to go with Medvedev. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're going out on a for, limb there. For lunch, Steve? What do you think? For lunch? <laughs> no, I mean, he's going to... I agree oh, with yeah, you. No, I, just, I was just... I'm just... I'm going off the stuff you're throwing out here. I'll, I mean. I'll take some Nobu from you in the Underhills, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what for, for Medvedev, now with that number one, that's the seed and the ranking, Chanda... Yep. How, how does that, you know, change the mindset, change the pressure, change everything he deals with? I mean, that'll be the, the interesting question. First time at a tournament being number one uh, in the world. I mean, and to take it away from Djokovic, the way he's done. I mean, an incredible feat with the way Medvedev has played so consistently. I think he's going to tie into that. I mean, he's got to be feeling, you know, that type of confidence. And he's not playing Nadal right now. So that's a good sign as well. <laughs> and, and I think the thing is, Whenever a player reaches a milestone like this, so much of it is about their personality, I think, and how do you manage it? And I think this man's ready to manage it. I think the way he's played tennis and the way he's dealt with all the expectation, particularly in the last 24 months, he's ready. And and, uh, that doesn't mean he's going to stay there. He might lose some matches. He might lose the ranking. But I don't see him wilting because of the aura of number one. I think uh, he's ready to be on that mantelpiece. He needs to make at least the quarterfinals here at Indian Wells in order to stay number one. He has never made it past the fourth round at Indian Wells. This surface, these conditions, is it a challenge for him? Yeah, I think the, the slower conditions, the courts are a little grittier. It's playing closer to a clay court in terms of speed uh, than some of the quicker hard courts, which, which I think favors uh, Medvedev a bit. He gets a bit more from the surface, but this will be another challenge, and he's playing with good confidence old. against a, a guy who doesn't quite have uh, the, the resume. So that's all in Medvedev's favor. And to be first up, Paul, 11 a.m., we talked about the wind here around the grounds. We checked your app today, and early on, the wind isn't as bad. No, it should be just fine, and I think that uh, Daniel Medvedev will come out on top in this match. I think it's too hard to finish the point against him, and uh, I think Medvedev's going to enjoy enjoy the early morning tennis and the afternoon pool. All right, it is the first weekend in the desert. Tennis paradise. There's your world number one, Daniil Medvedev. When we come back, Brett Haber and the Bryan brothers on the call. For Paul and Chanda, I'm Steve. We'll be with you throughout the day on the desk to talk to that man if he wins and have updates right here. Day four of Indian Wells.